welcome to another episode of A Sip of Crime. Well, damn, no, I guess what? What? This episode 20, my G. Hey, double digits. Double Wait. digits. Well, we actually Well, been we've been in double digits, damn. but like we almost legal to drink now. Yes. Even Milestone. Though, even though we've been drinking for a minute. Two decades. <laughs> <laughs> but, man, all I got to say, this this episode this, today for y'all, quick shout out, man. Shout out to uh, the homie Jalen. Cause she put us on this one She was like Hey check this one out And I was like What? Mm-hmm. When I saw that I was like What? Especially Shout after out. last week's episode yeah. About 20 we, we, we read about 21 times And 22 times Stabbing right? Once you hear the numbers For these ones Crazy Mm-mm. So Without further ado We're gonna talk about Who are we talking about? We're talking about Dun 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 Susan Wright Damn, I like that suspense. <laughs> the Blue-Eyed Butcher, she's also known as. And this lady was born April 24th, 1976 in Houston, Texas. And, well, I, I feel like for the most part of her childhood, she had a clean record and didn't have anything bad. Uh, the most notable thing that she had, like, while she was under 18, uh, as a 17-year-old, she was able to, like, work as a topless dancer in this, like, one, like, you know, titty bar. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she was able to kind of fake some paperwork to her. She told people she was 18, but she right. was really underage. So she was a little devious there. I guess you could say a little, like, you know, sensual. She knew what she was working with, right. I guess you could say. Um, and then in 1997, I think it was the next year, she met Jeff Wright, which be- later became her husband. Mm-hmm. And they married... A year later in 1998 so she worked as the topless dancer and the next year met her future husband they married she also got pregnant before their marriage i believe when they did get married she was like seven months pregnant so you know there's some background information on her and her husband but she did state that her husband was abusing her since Mm. they got like at the very beginning of their marriage very quick disclaimer guys Mm. like there's gonna be talks of abuse drug abuse and stuff like that as well so if those are some of your triggers you know just be ready for for a roller coaster ride really because Mm -hmm. like it's not something that's easy to talk about Mm -mm. but we're just gonna talk about it because it happened you know so yeah that that, yeah she was the eight and a half months pregnant when she got married Mm -hmm. and gave birth um to her their son Bradley mm-hmm. and then in 2002 gave birth to a daughter but yeah like you said man she said he had been abusing her for years prior to that like mm-hmm. years and it's, it's worth mentioning like the times now because I like comparing it to times we live in now mm-hmm. I feel like you know like if someone's getting abused at home or they're in an abusive relationship like they're gonna get out of it and they're probably gonna report it to whoever like the authorities are right, right. depending on the situation if it's right. like that severe but back in like the late 90s you know people weren't really doing that I feel like a lot of times the older generation kind of just like toughed it out quote unquote Mm -hmm. and so you know they they stayed in probably like some toxic relationships that our generation probably wouldn't or aren't willing to put up with so it's worth noting that the times are different she may have taken the abuse but she never really reported to anybody there's no like physical documents or police reports or nothing so you know it's just we're going off of her word but we don't really know exactly what happened and this is just in the early stages too yeah you know like and later on, we we come to find out that she claims she filed a police report of her abuse and stuff like that. Like you know, like I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I didn't see the the evidence. Mm-hmm. That, but she filed it after the crime that was committed. Yes. So like 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 we were talked about earlier, her forging documents to work at that topless bar. Yeah. Like that's pretty I, I don't. I don't. Know. <laughs> you know, I'm not saying it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that at all. But to 
file a fake police report and to have that in hand mm-hmm. after you commit the crime that you're about to commit, that's sus. Yes, very sus. I think it was a huge red flag, but it just goes to show I think she wasn't that wasn't her, you know what I mean? She like right. got kinda probably got caught up in a moment and, you know, regrets the things that she did. But let's get into that, right? Right. We're so, gonna get into the crime. Yes. So two thousand three, her young daughter Kaylee is one years old, and I believe what is it? Ba- uh not Bailey. What was his name? Bradley. Bradley's, you know, about five years old. Mm-hmm. January thirteenth, she tied Jeff, her husband, to the bed and he was found stabbed hundred and ninety three times. A hundred and 93 times 193 that's not a typo that's not a misspell that's not i did not misspeaking 193 times with two Two different knives yes two different knives she had i wonder if it was like all like was like 50 50 or was it like 192 with one knife and then the last one was with another knife i think she was just being ambidextrous with it like she was just like alternating you know ultimate kill bill i mean he's tied up there's nothing he can do to defend himself at that point yes you know I don't know that to me that's murder. Yes, but I don't. I, I'm not. We'll I'm see. not a yeah. criminologist. <laughs> you know. And after her husband was stabbed, she dragged the body to the backyard, buried the body, mm-hmm. and in order to cover up the crime, she painted the walls of the room. She also filed, like you said, a domestic abuse report to the police officer and asked for a what do you call those a restraining order. Mm-hmm. So that was going to be the excuse for why he disappeared, at least to his friends and mm-hmm. to his jobs. She had an excuse for it. He's like, hey, I have a restraining order against him, so I don't know where he's at. However, that didn't end up working out. Very devious. But mind you, though, all this is happening. She's only 26 years old. Yeah, I'm 26, bro. Yeah, that's... Let, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, let, let's not put that out to the world. No, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> Come on, Mac. Come on, Mac. <laughs> but no, yeah, she's 26, and he's, like, he's 34, you know, but she's only 26 years old. And, I mean, she's, she's already had a devious mindset, yeah. you know, yeah. and for her to, to, to falsify paperwork, to have that, re- to claim she had a restraining order on him just so she could have an alibi for whenever they did find him in the future, bro. I feel like that's slippery though. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't have done anything, you know, just screw the restraining order. Just like, you gotta, you gotta leave town at that point. You know yeah, yeah. Change your name. Yeah. Move somewhere where nobody knows you. Move to a small rural town. Like, just chill. Go to Puerto Rico. Like, yeah. I heard it's nice out there. Nobody looking for you over there. Mm-hmm. You don't have no connections, no link. We're not telling you guys how to escape nothing. No. But we're just saying, like, if this the is what situation, we would have done. If the situation presented itself, hmm, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> but yeah, like she, she made all falsified all those paperwork,s and. All that did was make her look stupid, really. Mm-hmm. And then painting the room even made her look even more dumb. Yeah. Because yeah. now you're covering up evidence, but it's still going to be... The stains are still going to be there when you use the blue light trace. Yes. Or you use the sprays, to, um, the luminance to get the you know get all the evidence. It's still there. Yeah. Just because you paint over it does not mean it's gone. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Good point. Good point. So five days later... She decides to call her attorney by the name of Neil Davis, and she basically admitted the crime. What the heck, Mac? Why would you do that? I don't know. People, people are on some like there's such a thing called uh, battered women syndrome. Mm. Like I like I don't know if she was suffering from that, mm-hmm. but some women when they're being battered, like they don't really think in the moment, mm-hmm. and then it takes them a while to uh, to uh, realize what they've done if they actually if they committed a crime if they killed somebody. Yeah, for them to be like, damn, I did this, 
and then they will call them. They, a lot of times, uh, the ones who have a conscience, they will call on them themselves. Ah, okay. But if you don't have no emotions, no conscience, you're just going to just live with it for the rest of your life un- until you get caught. Really. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, going back to Susan Wright, she admits the crime to her attorney, Neil Davis, and basically Davis informed the district attorney in the Harris County area about the crime. Uh, was it two, four, no, six days later, she was turned her, she turned herself into the Harris County courthouse and she was charged with accounts of murder. Man, all I know is that this this is about to get intense. Thirteen months later, thirteen months after she was arraigned, she claimed self defense. She said this was self defense. How can this be I mean, I get it, like domestic abuse, I'm not condoning it. Right. But the man is tied up. How yes. is that self defense? And it's 193 times. Right. I feel like if you were really like in danger, you pick up a knife, and you're getting chased, and you like you. I feel like you stab someone once, that's gonna put you into shock. Right. You mean it? And and like maybe if like the person continues to persist, you know, there's a handful of other stabs. I think at most like ten right. seems like a realistic number for self defense. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think after ten, it's like all right, like you. You had some malintent behind that. Right. You know what I'm saying you weren't just self defense, and you were just like uh, 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 uh. maybe she had been. I mean, there might. I don't know. This is my opinion. There might have been some like logic behind her number, maybe for her, right? Maybe she was counting down the number of times he hit her. Ooh, 193. That's maybe, brutal. That's brutal. Maybe you know. They're married. I, I don't yeah. know. They're married for a couple for a while. Se- Seventy years. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe she count- counted Six. however many times he struck her, and Fuck. then she wanted to strike him just as many. I that's, don't know. That's pretty ins- like imagine you just have like a whiteboard up and then like tallies one. and it's like, like what like someone comes over. What are those tallies for? Ah, don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. You'll see, one day. <laughs> You'll see in the news one day. Like one what? Day. What? Yeah. what? Holy shit! But it, it, that, uh, to me, that's just my personal opinion. But the ju- the the two ju- not judges, the two lawyers, the mm-hmm. the district attorney, yeah, and the, the defense attorney, they both have two different like picture of her right yeah so the district attorney said she seduced him mm-hmm. just so she could tie him up yeah as, as, like you said she might have been a rambunctious woman when she was younger she was looking good like, yeah you know, looking a like curvy. a whole meal <laughs> i also I, I, I also i also feel like houston texas too is like you know i think there's some good looking women out there so she had to be at least like a decent looking woman at least she had to be. I mean, I saw pictures of her. She was ugly. But that's just my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't like certain people, but that's just me. But, yeah, she didn't look all that to me. Prison will do that to you. But, <laughs> and, and actually, but and, you know, they said that, that she did it, though, to collect the $200,000 life insurance policy on him. Oh. That's what the, the district attorney was claiming. You know, she yeah. did it, like, yeah. not for out of fear of her life but for financial gain once it becomes a financial gain I think that's why she threw that in there they could add more charges true cause you know it's not just mur- murder it's murder for financial gain so now that's Damn. like you're, you're, you're looking more not just 25 to life you're looking into like 25 with, uh, like LWAP life without parole yeah you know sheesh alright well yeah, and, and so that same prosecutor who was going against her, they used her topless dancer background against her, basically saying that, like, you know, she probably seduced him in a very topless dancer type of way. Mm-hmm. And then she also did something very kind of unheard of at the time. She brought the bed into the courthouse and kind of showed the jury, and she was able to point out different things and kind of play out scenario, mm-hmm. which I find very interesting. You know, like, 
you, like it's it's weird because like we could do research on this crime because there's you know Wikipedia stuff out of it, but there's like other valid sources, and mm-hmm. you could listen to podcasts or YouTube pages for this. There's a lot of information about this woman accessible. There's to even us. a movie on it. Right, exactly. Shout out to Lifetime, but to like be a what do you call it? like an attorney and going against someone like uh, the, you didn't get to interview that person right you didn't get to like you just find the evidence and then you just clue things together i think that's pretty genius like she right. was able to come up with that conclusion just based off what she saw from the bed what she heard out from the you know the testimony because she did confess and then she also you know what whatever was the body but she was able to piece all these things together and play it out and it's kind of like whoa like that's but fucking smart. That's the thing. Like, when I got to sit on the jury, I got to sit on the jury for a criminal case, right? Like, yeah. it was a assault and battery case. Okay. Um, the burden is always on the district attorney. True. To try to prove what happened. The defense, they could just sit there. They don't have to say shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So, the, they, the district attorney has to paint such a vivid picture to where, like, the jury has to find themselves in that picture to be like, damn. She really did it. Yeah. But that's when, like, you know, the defense has to come in and rebuttal. And be like, hey, like, Mm-mm. nah. Like, <laughs> they're, nah. They're giving you that Kool-Aid. You don't no want way, that Jose. Kool-Aid. <laughs> you know, you want to you wanna sip some of, this, some of this Hawaiian punch I got. Yeah. You know? So everybody has their own perspective, but the burden is always on the district attorney. True. So that's why, like, they have to go to such extremes as bringing the bed in and paints that picture to where, like, the jury sister, like, damn, if I laid in that bed and I can imagine myself getting stabbed, like, they yeah. can see that bed. Yeah. Defense, they, they don't need to do all that. Mm-mm. But yeah. that, that is intense, though. But then <laughs> the defense, like, they portrayed her, like, since the, the district attorney portrayed her as, like, trying to be a money-hungry, you know, bitch. <laughs> um, the defense portrayed her as a suffering, emotional, like, from physical and emotional abuse. So they just, like, they mm-hmm. said she did it to protect herself and her children. Right. And. Which was just, I, just, I don't know. I don't you, know. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but I, I think she was just a money-hungry bitch. Mm, I mean, yeah. <laughs> this is my opinion, too. I mean, you're 26 years old. And, and she probably has some, some justification to it. I'm not saying it wasn't yeah. at all justified. Right. But, but, I feel like 193 times is excessive. It is. Killing Dumb someone. excessive. Excessive. You to know? go and buy paint. To paint the next day. To bury someone in the backyard. Well, actually, I don't know. I mean, I, I can see where that's like, oh, yeah, like, cover up. I don't know. I, I, feel, I just feel like that's it's excessive. It is excessive. It's all excessive. You know what I mean? It was all excessive. <laughs> but. Oh, man. <laughs> anyways. Anyways. Back to more dates. March 3rd of the 2005 year. She was convicted of murder, finally. She was, uh, yeah, charged for that murder she was sentenced originally to 25 years in prison and basically she went through a series of appeals none of which got approved the first one was in 2005 second was in 2008 in which the ex-fiance of i believe his name was what jeff Wright. Mm -hmm. yeah jeff Wright came in and also talked about her domestic abuse against jeff Wright, which i find is interesting Mm -hmm. but they still didn't give her the appeal then in 2009 she was she heard it got another appeal they did give her a new sentence and they lowered her Sentencing from 25 years to 20 years in prison. Mm -hmm. And basically, she was up for parole in 2014. She didn't get it the first time. But in 2020, which was just last year, Mm -hmm. July 2nd, she's a free woman. For well, not 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 technically not December, yeah, but yeah, True. she was a free woman literally before the year ended. She granted, yeah, she was granted parole at the age of 44. 
But That's here, crazy. Here's here's what like to me stood. It took the jury five and a half, five hours and change to mm-hmm. deliberate. That that's fast. Yes. That's dumb fast. Five hours, yeah. I did some math on that one, right? Because the prosecutor wanted fifty five years. Yeah. She didn't get it. She got twenty five originally. I did some math. For every twenty five stab wounds, that's seven point seven two years that she'd be serving for every every twenty five stab wounds that she, she could put on Jeff Wright. Right, imagine that seven point, and now she's doing less, so now that goes down to 6.25, maybe give or take. Yeah, right. And she got released in December of what the fuck? Isn't that crazy? <laughs> this, she's only 44, guys, 44 years old. Yeah, so oh no, she's oh still, yeah, she's still 44. She, she's in her 40s, yeah, she's yeah. still 44. She's kicking and living and doing her damn thing, but I, I. I guess I asked you this, Mac. Was she a money hungry bitch, or did she have some justification? Behind? Well, before before we get into the money hungry bitch theory, yes, right. I I, I looked into this a little deeper, right? Like uh-huh. that's, that's to me, this is a high number. Seventy to eighty percent of battered women usually kill their their spouses. Mm. That's a high. That's number. a high number. That's like <laughs> that's more than like almost three quarters. Right. Yeah. Seventy to eighty percent of women who are battered. Sheesh. And, you know, like, we have all these battered women's shelters and all that stuff, but nine times out of ten, those don't really help because the women end up going back to the situation they were in because they felt like they were better off in that situation. Some. It's a, it's a toxic cycle. Some. Yes. You know? That's not, yeah. And then, but the, 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 the statistic that creeped me out the most, one out of every three women are battered. One out of every uh, three 33%. Women. So, let's just say if we have... Three women. Three women sitting in this room right here with us. One of them is being battered, and we won't even know it. That's tough. Hearing those numbers is is, is, is tough. Goddamn. Yeah. So when I looked at those numbers, I was like, yeah, maybe maybe it was justified because she they like we we, we talked about like you know Jeff Jeff Wright being an abusive husband. True. She said he was always on cocaine and yes. stuff. Yes. Because they did, they did retest him in 2010, mm-hmm. and they said he has uh, such a profuse amount of cocaine in his body that it never was able to metabolize. metabolize. Mm-hmm. So therefore, it didn't process properly through mm-hmm. his body. So maybe he, he was that's why he was so violent. Maybe mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, but she claimed that was one of the reasons. Whenever he was on coke, he became physical. Super yeah, yeah, violent. So I makes sense. But also, the DA said that Susan didn't show any any type of emotion during her ver- when they gave her her, her verdict, when they heard her sentencing, during the trials. Nothing. She, she was nonchalant. And a quote that she said, and I'm just quoting her, she said, I couldn't stop stabbing him. I couldn't stop. I knew as soon as I stopped, he was going to get the knife uh, get the knife back, and he was going to kill me, and I didn't want to die. Dang. So that shows a woman who was petrified, right? Yeah. That's what that shows. There has I to be don't... a lot of emotion in that when she says that. Right. You're just reading those words, and you know your tone, your regular tone, but it really depends on how those words are presented. So I can right. see why that it was the counter argument. Because if right. she was like bawling when she says that, then okay, I get it. But if she's just like straight face, you know, like nothing, I'm just like, oh shit, like. I think she's lying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she might have just practiced this in the mirror, right? And and this what this is why this one was a tough one because like 
there are a lot of bad women in this world who mm-hmm. who don't have the voice to be able to speak for themselves and then there are the ones that cry wolf to, you know they're, they're out there doing false things like just so they could be money hungry bitches mm-hmm. right and they go and kill their husbands and then the ones who are who are in need they can't get the help because of the ones who are crying wolf yeah you know and that's the bullshit because that shit sucks because that was, I'm not saying I wasn't there yeah I would have loved to been a, a fly on that wall just to at least to get some perspective right yeah yeah I I don't know I wasn't there I wasn't in their life I wasn't you know so there's always two sides to every story mm-hmm. always but from the side that she's telling it smells funky yeah it smells a little funky I'm not saying none of it happened I'm not right. saying none of it happened but it smells funky like there's some <laughs> shit along the lines of what she's saying and that's just how I feel you know yeah and I think it's important too to take at least what I learned from this case is like you got to be able to document stuff, right? Even if you don't want to, I know it could be a tough decision, and especially in like certain family or certain households, you want to keep it in that household or keep it in that family. You don't want to, you don't want stuff to leak out and get that person have a record, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But right. I, at least if, like, looking back at it now, if she would have had made certain reports about these domestic abuse incidents, now there's a track record of it, and, and then maybe he does get a certain amount of help, or maybe they check out some counseling because it's offered to them i know it's a different time back then so i don't know if that would have been the case but still like there there would at least been some sort of track record so in her case in her defense case now it looks like oh yeah like there were six accounts of like domestic abuse where she had to call the cops and this and this happened and you know we have this uh, as a record but if there's no record it's just like i said earlier it's just her word mm-hmm. we're going off her word and you know we want to believe her but it adds more to her word adds more to her case if there's hard proof. evidence and right. proof Right, and a movie that pops in my head. I don't know if you've ever seen it, The Invisible Man. Mm-mm. It came out like a couple of years ago, right before COVID hit. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, man, with this movie, the way it, it happened, the husband is so controlling. Like he gives her a time to eat, to drink, to shower, to take pills. Like he has everything down to a time. Like she has a timer for everything that she does. Mm-hmm. To one point. She had enough. She calls her sister and runs away, right? I'm not... If you haven't seen the movie, I'm sorry if I'm ruining the plot. <laughs> but long story short, she comes back and she becomes the, the she becomes the invisible man and she kills her husband, right? And then there's nothing anybody could do about it because they don't have any type of evidence. Yeah. Because she's invisible. You can't see it. The naked eye can't see it. The cameras can't see it. So, she kills her husband. But it goes back to the statistics, right? 70 to 80 percent. If you're abused to a certain extent, there's only so much a person could... As human beings, there's only yes. so much we could take. Right. Right? On a day-to-day life, like, when we, we were working at a job, we're fed up. Fuck this shit. I quit. Yeah. Same concept, right? Fuck this bullshit. I'm over you. Beating my ass. Stab, 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 stab. Times 993. <laughs> and then, and that, that's usually it, like, right? Yeah, like, yeah. usually women, they go take self-defense classes just because mm-hmm. they're being battered. They go and buy guns just because they're being battered. So, it's just, somebody needs to be protecting these women. Yeah. Yeah. They're, it's tough because a lot of this stuff, even in other shows that we've talked about in the instances whether it is like child abuse or domestic abuse it's so hard because it's up to that person who's being abused to report it and i guess like as a society we can make it more comfortable for people to report it Mm -hmm. and more of like an acceptable thing 
you know but I, I just think there's so many like people like put in their head like oh no I don't want this to happen or I don't want this to go on their record or this to be accounted for etc etc and so like we get I'm sure there's a lot of incidents like that not where she obviously kills her husband but there's just a lot of like incidents of, of domestic abuse that goes unreported and nothing gets resolved and like they just end up sticking it out because that's they feel like that's the only place they can go but then it, you know it just it's a cycle it's it a really is. bad cycle and then kids will do end up with doing what their they saw what their parents do and it's it's shitty you know it's hard to break it but i guess the moral of the story is you know we like we got to provide that environment to where people are comfortable talking about it and getting the necessary help when it's there right and it, the fu- another thing too i saw that was that was interesting to me because people don't know, don't don't think that men can get abused. Like yes. the, the shoes have flipped. Yeah. Like the tide has turned. Yeah. Like women are like more controlling nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. They, I mean, they were back in the day. They're days, powerful, but, you know. Yeah, but they weren't as vigilant now, like as True. they are now, you know. True. And one out of every seven men are being abused, mm. right? One out of every seven. But those guys, they don't leave. They stick it out. Only reason a man kills their wife, really, is if they want somebody else. True. Yeah, you gotta figure out. Which is stupid. Like, just divorce that person. Yeah, yeah. But, But yeah. Divorce looks ugly in our society, too. That's another problem, you know? It does. But I'd rather take that L than to take the the lock, getting locked up. Yes. I 100% agree. But, you know what I mean? Just like in the moment. It's like, oh, yeah, like, you gotta tell your mom if you have any siblings, your kids. Dude, getting to, like, I'm sure, like, you know, having kids and being divorced, you know, if they're still under 18 and then in the household, like, that's gotta fucking suck. Um, so it's, it's stuff that you just try and put up with because you want to, whether it's to give yourself or give your kids or give other people like a normal quote unquote family lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But but I mean, once you commit murder, bro, like that right yeah. there, even once you commit, all your secrets come out. Yeah. So you're fucking up either way. You might as well fuck up the right way. Yeah. Sign that divorce paper. Yes. That, that shit will hurt. Don't yeah. get the fuck over it. Yeah, exactly. At least you're not behind bars. Right. At least, yeah, yeah, your family can see you. Right. You don't have to worry about, like, anything else. You just got to worry about, you know, yeah, I fucked up. I didn't want her no more. Blah, blah, just blah. didn't work out. The end. Didn't work out. But men don't kill for money. Well, they do. They kill other men for money, but that's a different ballgame. Yeah. But they don't kill women for financial gain unless the woman's a sugar mama, but then they hire right. somebody to Oof. do it. They, they always hire out. But yeah. moral of the story, again... Don't fucking kill nobody. Please. And don't stab someone. 192 <laughs> That just seems so excessive, man. Like, like, what do you think? He was probably, I mean, he was probably dead by, like, stab number seven. He was dead by two because he was still on cocaine. Oh, so he just, it, yeah. Remember, it wasn't, the, the yeah. cocaine never metabolized. So, he, it was, he was in that paralysis, par, par, paralysis yeah. state. So, he was not moving. Fuck. Mind Look. you, you get enticed with some... You know, whatever she was doing, a little seductive dance she was yeah, doing. Yeah, a little striptease. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm on cocaine. I'm probably on some lick. Yeah. You know, so I'm nice. Yeah. I'm tied I'm up. Nice. I'm, I'm nice. chilling. This is going to be fun. Yeah, this is going to be a good night. And then, uh, yeah. And ah, then, that's, right. damn. Right. <laughs> damn. That's all I can say, man. Damn. damn. <laughs> but with that being said, man, this was this is what we have for y'all. I don't know how y'all feel about this one, so let us know. You know, know. Tell them how they can let us know how they feel. You can follow a sip of crime on Instagram. No tricky spelling, no underscores. Just a sip of crime on Instagram. Let us know what you think. Let us know if you have any other 
criminals that you would like us to cover for the show and be sure to like subscribe and follow the podcast page and if you're listening on apple check out not check out be sure to leave a rating and review mm-hmm. yes appreciate those mm-hmm. for sure um other than that man you guys know the drill stay safe out there don't do anything i wouldn't do or what noah wouldn't do no don't do shit anyways yeah i don't yeah so be safe wear a mask wash <laughs> your hands wash your ass get vaccinated if wash you your toes. do your research wash do your, your toes. research get vaccinated i learned people don't really wash their toes so oh yeah that's the, they don't wash their legs even yeah i heard that disgusting. too why is that a trend anyways oh your legs are important Anyway, especially it's, it's uh, hot girl summertime, so y- yeah. y'all better stop washing them legs because people are going to be looking at your ashy legs. Yes. Stay safe. I like legs, man. Keep <laughs> <them clean>. <laughs> <laughs> And we out. <laughs>